if you do have something you feel God's put on your heart to share this morning, um, Sean is a responsible elder, so you can come find Sean and myself at the front, and we'd love to hear all about it. I'm going to hand over to Jason, who's going to lead us in a time of worship. Thank you. If you're able to, please stand. Lord, we lift you up this morning. We say you're worthy. We thank you for who you are and what you've done in our lives. Lord, we start this morning by thanking you and lifting you up this morning. Let's lift our voices this morning as we worship our Father. Please feel free to bring contributions. We, we love it when you bring contributions. So please feel free. Lord, you are faithful and true. We lift you up this morning and remember the truths about who you are. You are great. Your love is enduring forever. We thank you, Lord.
Stop the Lord Almighty. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? 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 you up. Let's lift up our voices where we are. Let's praise the King of Kings. He is worthy of our praise. We worship you, Lord Jesus. You are faithful and true. Let's lift up his name.
lift the grave is Jesus my Redeemer. There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom. My steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus. For my life is wholly bound to Him. Oh, how strange and divine I can sing. All is mine, yet not I, but through Christ in me. the Savior he will stay I labor on in weakness and rejoicing for in my need his power is displayed to this I hope my shepherd will defend me through the deepest valley sure the price it has been paid for Jesus fled and suffered for my pardon and he was raised to overthrow the grave to this I hope my sin has been defeated Jesus now
through Christ in me. When the race is complete, still my lips shall repeat, yet not I, but through Christ in me. Let's just stay in this uh, moment right here. Children and young people are going to go out to the kids' work now, but let's not lose this place where we are. I believe that God is speaking to us this morning. The question this morning is, are you listening? I believe God is asking, are you listening? He's knocking at the door of your heart this morning. He's he's saying, I love you. I've always loved you. And I accept you for who you are. know what you've done in your life, but I still love you. I know the mistakes you've made, but I cherish you. My love will never, ever give up pursuing you. You can't run away. You can't hide from my love. it keeps on going on and on and on. Let's rest this morning in the Father's arms. He loves you. cares for you. Spirit of God, we invite you in this place. Come and meet with us this morning. Come have your way in us. We desperately, desperately need you. We long for you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Have your way in us.
us for your presence. Send down your rain. Here in this moment, a holy God, this life will bring you glory, glory, glory. More of you and less of me. God, this life will bring
God is here this morning. Again, are we listening out? Are we listening out to the Spirit of God here? Where you are, why don't you wait on God? might mean different things for different people. But when we stop and we listen to God, we're renewed. He renews us and He renews our strength. So let's wait this morning. If you can, get rid of all distractions. Spirit, I ask, would you come fill this place this morning? We're hungry for you. Fill us afresh. Fill us afresh. Where we're dry, where we're weary, restore us this morning. Give us strength.
I just, uh, I just had a picture uh, of what it would be like if, if Jesus walked in here this morning, if he came in through that door in all his amazing beauty and glory. We've never seen him as he is. You can read in Revelation about what Jesus looks like, the risen Jesus. And, you know, I believe that we would, the first thing we would do would be to fall, fall on our faces and worship him. We would, every one of us, I believe, I hope we would be on our knees before him. And gradually we would, we would look up. We would think, what an amazing man. What an amazing person Jesus is. And we would see the love that he had for each one of us, that love in his eyes. And I believe as we looked at him carefully, slowly, maybe with some trepidation, that we would with trepidation because he is holy. We would look at him, but we would look into those eyes and we would see such love, such compassion. And that feeling that he really loves me, yeah, even me. And, you know, some people, some people would be quite forward and they would, they would run up and say, Jesus, heal me, heal me, heal me from my illness, from my ailment. You can do it, Jesus. And others of us might hang back because we, we're, we're perhaps a bit ashamed in his presence. We know there's things in our lives that are not clean. We might be struggling with something we should have put right. We might have unforgiveness in our hearts. We might be struggling with pornography. You know what you might be struggling with. And then you would think, yeah, but he knows all about it anyhow. There's no point in me not looking at him. He knows all about it. And you would look at the love in those eyes and you would say, I want to go to him. He can set me free. He can make me a new person. He can make me overcome the things that I've struggled with. Well, I've got good news. Jesus is here. You can't actually see him, but he is here. And you know, do you know, I think one of the, <laughs> the sin we can most easily fall into is not reaching out to Jesus this morning because he's here by the power of his Holy Spirit. And whatever you've done and whatever you're involved in, however you feel, he wants you to reach out this morning. Don't miss this opportunity to reach out, reach out for healing, for forgiveness, to be set free. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter if pornography is... It's, it's hold you and you've tried to give it up. You can give it up. You can give anything up. Jesus can set you free. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for each one of us <laughs> that we would know your presence this morning, that we would know your love, that incredible love that took you to the cross, Lord Jesus, welling up within our hearts, that we would know that we are loved despite what we've done. No one is better or worse than anyone else here. We have all sinned, but we, you died for each one of us. Oh, Lord, speak into our hearts. Bring transformation. 
bring healing, reveal your love to us. May we know that close, close relationship with you. Come Holy Spirit, come and bless. Come and love. Come and transform, I pray. Each and every life here. Amen. I'm just going to continue with one more song. Thank you. 
Father, we do just long for more and more of you in our lives. Thank you, you do come and you fill us. Thank you, you come and guide us. Thank you, you come and you want to walk through life with us, guiding us by your Holy Spirit. And we want to say yes, please, Lord, to all of those things. And more and more of it, please, in our lives, throughout our lives. For your glory, Lord. Amen. Sounds like we have an interesting connection. We're just going to hopefully get a different uh, uh, microphone in a moment. It's on its way, I think. So uh, have a quick chat with the person next to you while we do a quick uh, rearrangement and we'll be back in a moment. Okay, let's uh, have an attempt two. Yep, great, that's wonderful. Thank you, Stephen. Okay, well, if we haven't met, hi, my name's Andrew. I'm part of the leadership team here. And uh, this morning, we're going to be starting a new sermon series. We've called it Walking with God. And... uh, Uh, hopefully over the weeks and uh, even months, because we're going to be running this through until Easter, you'll get a real sense of uh, us going on a journey with God uh, over this period of time. Um, You know, you can't plan what happens in worship at all, but uh, wasn't it lovely? You know, here we are, we're, we're wanting to start a series talking about walking with God, and he is very clearly saying, and I want to walk with you. And I just want to encourage you. It's, uh, it's always good to, when we uh, come to <coughs> uh, time in the Word, when you know that the Lord's already been speaking to you during our worship. And uh, so I just want to encourage you, you know, God's great desire is for us to walk with him. He loves it when we walk with him. He's designed us to walk with him as we'll be looking at today. And so be encouraged. Um, you, you may feel you've been alienated from God all your life. You may feel you've been alienated from God for the last few minutes or the last few days or weeks or months, whatever. Or you may feel actually quite close to him. Please know that the Father's great desire is that all would know him and walk with him, regardless of our personal situation, regardless of our personal circumstances, The Father's done everything necessary that we 
can walk with him. Uh, and as, if we're going to walk with him, that means we will know him and enjoy his love. So be encouraged as we start this series. God is with us and is wanting to speak more with us over this subject. This week, uh, I've got the subject of created to walk with God. And uh, what I want to do is just remind ourselves actually how God has made man and how he's drawn us into relationship. And uh, these first few weeks of this series will be foundational to everything else that we cover later. We will be building on what we teach week by week. So uh, can I encourage you, if you miss a week, try and get hold of the recording. They're normally on our website. Um, some of the subjects we'll be covering later on, we will not be putting on our website, but we will have a link available uh, for people to be able to access. And we'll explain more about that later on uh, when we get into that part of the series as we at that point, we'll be looking at some of the big social issues of our day, including looking at uh, areas of gender, or sexuality, uh, diversity, all sorts of different subjects. But today we are uh, looking at created to walk with God. What's it mean to walk with God? What gets in the way of us walking with God? How do we learn and grow in this uh, taking a step-by-step -step journey with God? You know, um, this morning it was raining a little, wasn't it? And uh, uh, we decided to walk in because we always walk in. And uh, Emma had the bright idea of uh, let's get an umbrella so we don't get soaked, which was a really, really good idea because I hadn't thought of it. And, uh, and uh, we have this old, I suppose it's called a golfing umbrella, yeah, one of the big ones. It's a corporate one. In fact, it's from the old firm I used to work for many years ago. And, um, uh, and so we started walking and Man, you have to walk close to each other if you're both going to stay dry under an umbrella, don't you? And uh, at one point, there was a sort of a stream running down the pavement, and I hopped across the, to the road to avoid the stream, but the problem was then the umbrella didn't make it. And, you know, God wants us to walk close to him. He wants us to walk close with him. And uh, just as we were walking in, I just thought, wow, what an analogy. Yeah, when we come out of the shelter of God's presence, out of the shelter of God's love, the world impacts us. All that's going on in the world impacts us. And the Father is calling us to be close, walking close with him. You know, if you're trying to stay dry in a rainstorm under an umbrella, you've got to stay close with that person. And the Father is calling us to a close walk with him today. So, um, isn't technology wonderful? Can we have the next slide, please? <laughs> so, where do we start with all of this? Um, it would be really helpful to see. Can we just, somebody have a play with this and just see whether it's going to work? Ah. Um, I'm glad somebody knows what they're doing. Thank you, Thomas. So where do we start? Well, right at the beginning, let's remind ourselves that in Genesis, how we're made. If we're going to understand we're made to walk with God, let's start right at the beginning. Then God said, let us make man in our own image. I love that word, in our own image, because, of course, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In our likeness. And let them, that's mankind, rule 
over all the earth. And, and, and so let's just start to remind ourselves, friends, we're created to be like God. We've been made in his image. We are a reflection of something of who God is. Now, we don't understand the fullness of that. One day we will when we're in glory. But let's just remind ourselves we are made in that way. But we're also made for relationship with him. Mankind has been made in God's image. Why? Because we're made for relationship with him. Let's remind ourselves of that. We've been designed for relationship with him. And our existence, who we are, what we is, therefore what we do, everything that makes up our lives is therefore to be defined through that relationship with God. That was the the dream. That was how God created mankind. That's how God started the world as we understand it, was with this, this sense of mankind being in this intimate relationship with him such that all that we are is defined by our relationship with God. And so we, we come, uh, uh, we move on another chapter in Genesis chapter 2, and we read about how the Lord formed the man from the dust and breathed into his nostrils the breath of a living being. Isn't that a wonderful phrase? Breathed into his nostrils the breath of a living being. Who gives life? God. God's involved. And then in the Psalms we read, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Friends, our Heavenly Father was involved in each of our creation. And he was involved in that creation because he wants to know us. And he wants us to know him. And isn't that a precious thing just to remind ourselves of how, how wonderful it is to be brought into the presence of God. We're made to know God. And so a quick reminder, mankind's been made in God's image for a relationship with God, but also therefore with each other because God exists in a relationship Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, if we're in the image of God, we've been made to relate with each other as well. And our existence, who we are, what we do, is therefore defined by who God is. Let's add some extra things now. He knows every detail of our creation. He knows how we're put together. He knows what's happened in our life. He knows our history he knows the journeys we've been on. He knows the hurt and the pain we've been through. And he still loves us. It also means, though, that if God's created us, we are all equal. None of us are more important, more superior, better than anybody else whether we're talking about race, gender, sexuality, the things we surround us with, our wealth or not wealth, our trappings, the home, the job, the career, our nationality. No, 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 we're, we're all completely and totally equal and equally loved before Almighty God. And that means we have no grounds whatsoever 
for being superior or judgmental of others. And we live in a world where, which is very, very judgmental. We live in a world where people are wanting to make out they're more important, more significant, more superior than others. Let's just remind ourselves that in Christ, in God, we all start from the same place. We are all equal in Christ. We've got nothing to add, <laughs> nothing to make us any better, any more important, any more significant. That's an important thing to remember. So we go, move on then, and I want to remind us of Christine's preach a few weeks ago. Uh, it feels like months and months and months ago because it was before Christmas, uh, but actually it was only four or five weeks ago where she preached from Romans 12, 1 to 3, uh, which says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Wow. Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I can say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Really, that's all I'm, all, all I'm really trying to do here is help us see that what started with creation actually continues to this day in Christ. We're called to have sober judgment of ourselves. We're called to relationship with God. We're called to surrender to him. And actually, as we do just that, we can know him. And he will transform our hearts and our lives. Now, of course, the picture which is painted in, in Genesis... Uh, before the fall of mankind, is tainted by this thing we call the fall. Um, actually, I'm just going to uh, skip through some of those. Okay. And we read this in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Then the Lord and the woman heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God. And it reinforces this message. God came walking in the garden to meet with mankind, to meet with Adam and Eve. It reinforces the message. We are designed to walk with him. And yet we know if we read on in those verses, Adam and Eve are hiding. Because of sin, because they've eaten from the, knowledge, from the tree of knowledge of goodness, etc., they've, they've gone hiding. And they say... And the father calls out and says, where are you? He said, well, we're hiding, we're shamed. We're naked. And shame is a powerful thing which can separate us in our relationship with God, which can stop us walking with him. And friends, shame is dealt with at the cross, but too often we tend to allow shame to creep back in. And Jesus wants to break shame today. There are many of us sitting here and we're carrying shame. And the problem with it is it's like having a, 
a, a rucksack full of bricks on your back. I didn't decide to bring a rucksack full of bricks in to demonstrate. But I can tell you a, a typical brick weighs about two and a half kilos, two and a half to three kilos, about five, five pounds in old money if you're into pounds rather than kilos, something like that. And if you put a, a, a rucksack of bricks on your back, you've probably got a weight of something like, depending on the size and the capacity of the rucksack, 30 to 60 kilos weight. And I don't know many of us who are good at running around with that sort of weight on our back. I know if you're trained in the forces, you may be okay with that sort of stuff, particularly if certain, certain uh, uh, teams in the forces. Can you imagine trying to carry 30 to 60 kilos of weight on your back? And yet that's exactly what we do when we allow shame into our lives and shame to shape our lives. And the father says, you don't need that. He comes along with some big shears and cuts the straps and says, shame, let it fall away. Let it fall away so you can walk unhindered, unfettered with me. Friends, the father's wanting to do that today. He's already started doing that today. I think Anthony's uh, picture is really important for us to hear. Uh, when, uh, shame from pornography. Shame from these things we don't talk about. There are some things we just don't talk about very much. We're not very good at talking about. Shame from addictions. All sorts of different addictions. Shame put on by others. Imposed by others because we feel we don't meet their standard. Because we're weird. Because we're wacky. Because we think differently. Because whatever. The Father wants to free us from shame today. He wants to set us free from shame. I'm completely away from my notes, by the way, in case you haven't worked that one out. And the reason he wants to free us from shame is so we can walk with him. So we can enjoy relationship with him. Do you desire that? you want that? You've may be made for it. Are you going to walk into the goodness of it? Or are you going to allow something like sin and shame and everything else which gets piled in there to separate you from the love of God? It's your choice. It's my choice. It's each of our choices today. Are we going to walk with him? Are we going to come in in the shelter of his love and in the freedom of the shelter of his love, are we going to enjoy that or are we going to stay out and let the world batter us and tell us we're no good, we're useless, we should be embarrassed, we're a waste of space, we're ashamed, and all those other things the world would try and do. Which one are we going to do? Do we understand? We're created to walk with God. That's how we've been made. Friends, that's how we are designed we're designed to walk with him. And the thing with that is as we walk with him, what happens? We find fulfillment. See, we're designed to have unrestricted fellowship with God. And in there, we find true fulfillment. As we walk with God, this thing which the world says, hey, you've got to get fulfilled You've got to pursue what you want. As you pursue what you want, you'll get fulfilled. That's a load of lies, friends. It's absolute junk. 
we're going to believe the truth, fulfillment is found only in God. True fulfillment. That's why Jesus was able to say, um, no, we'll come back to that in a moment. I have come that they, that is Christians, believers, may have life and have it to the full. John 10, 10. In other words, you can be fulfilled. I've come that you will be fulfilled. What do we mean by fulfilled? Well, we've got an identity in him. We know who we are. That we're safe in him. We're secure. <coughs> that we have significance. There's a purpose. All those things the world would say, oh, no, you've got to go and pursue those. No, no, no. Let's understand we're designed by God to walk with him. And in doing so, we will find the thing which the world is chasing most after, fulfillment. As we surrender ourselves, as we make him the object of our worship. <coughs> now, the story of the Bible is God doesn't give up on mankind. From Genesis chapter 3 right the way through the Old Testament, there are multiple, multiple stories of how God calls man and makes ways for man to walk with him. Um, I was in our uh, early morning prayer meeting this week on, on Thursday, and, and Richard happened to mention about Enoch walked with God, G Genesis chapter 5. There's a great example. A man who walked with God post the fall. But actually, the reality is you can go throughout Scripture, and the story is of God's desire for man to walk with him and making ways to do so. But of course, it's fulfilled in Christ. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, Jesus, who we've just been worshipping at the birth of at Christmas and delighting in his birth at Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us. Well, if he's with us, what's he there for? Is he going to just stand and watch? No, he's there to with, be with us, to walk with us through life. And even then, when Jesus goes back to glory uh, after his uh, crucifixion and he ascends to heaven, what happens? He goes back and he sends the Holy Spirit, the Greek word paraclete, one who walks alongside, the one who is going to be alongside us, who's going to help us to live this Christian life. Friends, we are designed to walk with God. We've been created to walk with God, to walk free of sin and shame and all the stuff which goes with that, to delight in his love, to delight in that security which comes from him, that we can walk free and we can live life to the full for his glory and honor. Isn't that good? Wow. Wow. Isn't it good? Isn't it wonderful? I mean, this is the best news possible. So I hope we can see that we have been made as image bearers of God for a relationship with God. Not just to, uh, to, uh, not just to know him, but a sense of walking with him in his paths, reflecting him to the world around us. Because, of course, as he comes precious to us, when something's precious to you, you want to share it with those around you. It's not about following rules 
It's not about doing this and that. It's about having a real, living, dynamic relationship with Almighty God. Now, um, I'm just going to have to do about 30 clicks here to catch up with where we've got to. So don't, don't try and follow the screen because it won't be there for very long, but we'll uh, get there eventually. Oh, okay, not so many clicks as I thought. Okay, so here we are. We are designed as image... If you want a summary of where we've got to, we're designed as image bearers of God, called and designed for relationship with him, to walk in relationship with him, in his ways, to reflect him to the world around us. That's, that's who we are. That's what we're made for. So I very briefly want to ask, what, are, what hinders that? What gets in the way of that? And what could be our responses? And there's five things I want to very briefly take us through. The first one, sin. Sin damages, it breaks relationship with God. It gets in the way of relationship with God. So, uh, friends, let's avoid sin. But where we can't avoid it for whatever reason, let's remember that there's grace from God in Christ. And through repentance, sin can be dealt with. The greatest lie of the evil one is condemnation. He says, you've blown it and you're never going to be good enough ever again. You may as well give up. And that is a lie. It's one of those big whopper lies. It's massive. And yet most of us get suckered by it regularly. We believe it. We believe, oh, that's just so bad. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I'm no good. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not any good. Thanks for reminding me, Satan. Now the truth in Christ is, though, that Christ was good enough. Christ was good enough to die for me. Christ was perfect in all his ways. He was the perfect sacrifice for my sin. And therefore, I don't have to live under condemnation. I am a new creation in Christ. I get a fresh start in Christ. And so sin and shame is dealt with in Christ. Friends, don't let sin hinder your walk with God. Resolve it. Keep a clean slate. Be quick to deal with the impact of sin in our lives. Where we get something wrong, where we blow it before God or with other people, and that impacts our relationship with our loving Heavenly Father, let's be quick to deal with it. The second thing which can hinder our relationship with God is a lack of intentionality. What do I mean by that? Well, every relationship needs investment. And our relationship with God is just the same. So are you going to put some investment in? Are you going to invest time and energy in that relationship with God? What are you going to do uh, whether that be in uh, a sense of devotion, spending time with him, reading his word, praying, talking with him, whether that be being filled with his Holy Spirit, whether it be exercising faith. Friends, one of the reasons why we've uh, encouraged you to use this book is we, uh, this booklet. Uh, if you haven't picked one up, there are a few copies left, and we will print more off if, if required. But most of you, if not all of you, have had this also uh, in an email as an attachment, so you've got a digital copy of it, Faith in Action. It's just a, it's, it's, it's not that this book's particularly special, but it's, it's a really helpful way of, uh, uh, of, of thinking through, how am I doing in my journey with God? How am I exercising faith in my life with God? What am I, where am I going? It's got, uh, uh, this copy's uh, falling to pieces, actually. I've broken the staple. Um, <laughs> all based on Hebrews, the book of Hebrews in chapter 11. 
maybe you need to pick one of those up, or maybe it's a different tool you need to use to help you in your devotions with God, to help you get to know him more, to spend time with him. There's something to structure that. And of course, uh, you should be already be aware, but on Thursday morning, 7 to 7.30 in the morning, we're just praying for half an hour, using this as a bit of a guide, but you know, if, you, if you're behind on it, don't worry. Don't think somebody's going to say, so what did this day say, or what did that day say? Uh, nothing like that, nothing like that's going to happen, but it's a very loose guide to how we're going to pray together online for half an hour each Thursday over the next five more weeks to go. Why? To help us be intentional in growing our relationship with God. Come and join us. They're good times together. Third thing, disobedience. Well, really, disobedience is another word for sin in one sense. (laughs) Very easy, though, isn't it, just to think, oh, I'll do it my way. Lord, I know you're saying this, but I want to do that. And you hear that prompting from his spirit. No, don't do that. That's going to lead you in sin. (laughs) Deliver us from temptation, Lord. Deliver us from evil. Help us to resist temptation. It's an important prayer to be praying. Let's be people who are asking that sort of thing, praying it for ourselves, praying it for our friends, praying it for others. Deliver us from evil, Lord. Help us to resist temptation. Ultimately, though, help us to take steps of obedience. I seem to have a collection of booklets up here. It's one of those Sundays. Can I just say, if you haven't been baptized and you're a believer, that is baptized as a believer. I'm not talking about being christened. We've been talking about putting your faith into action as a believer. I want to encourage you to think about it. We've got these booklets. They're free. They're on the table over there. Please take one and read it. Maybe that's the step you need to be taking now. Get baptized as a believer. We've got a baptism coming up in five, six weeks' time. Come and join us. Get baptized as a believer. Maybe that's the step you need to take. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's about um, uh, putting to death something which has uh, been existing in your life for some time. I don't know what you're battling with, what the temptations are you're battling with. Maybe it's about honesty in what you say and integrity in what you say and doing what you say and not overstating things. Friends, let's take steps of obedience to Christ. Maybe it's about loving that person at work. That person is a real pain. God, help me to love them. Help me, help me to love my neighbor as myself. Help me to love them with your love. Maybe it is a physical neighbor. Maybe it's family. Another thing which may hinder us, fear. Fear is so powerful, isn't it? Fear, sometimes though, It can be an absence, a lack of a fear of God, that something else has a stronger pull in our lives. A fear of God would say, hey, God's holy. I want to honor him. I want to live for him. I want to give myself to him. (laughs) I want to avoid sin. I want to avoid shame. I want to honor his word. I want to walk with him. I want to be filled with his Holy Spirit. But maybe it's a fear of something 
of people, of things, for fear of poverty, for fear of being called out, for fear of being shamed by someone. Fear is a powerful thing. And the solution? Let's grow in faith. Knowing that he is faithful and good. Our Father in heaven is faithful and good. Therefore, we can put our faith, that is our trust in him. Our life group spent the evening talking about faith this last week. I won't take you into the conversation, but it was brilliant just thinking about actually what does it mean to be people of faith? Let's be people of faith, not of fear, of faith. And then the pressures of the world around us, they can so hinder our walk with God. Social media, idols, patterns of thinking. Very difficult to be in the world and yet not of it in these days. You know, when I, when I came a Christian 30-something years ago, actually, 40 years ago this month, thinking about it, uh, I was very young. Uh, when I came a Christian 40 years ago, people used to talk about being in this world but not of it. The problem is the world has invaded every possible aspect of our lives, it seems. It's there on your phone telling you what, it, what you should think. It's there uh, on the TV telling you what you think. It's there when you turn your computer on with emails and with web and everything else. And the world has become incredibly vocal telling us how we should live and what we should do and what we should think. And there is a spiritual battle for us to be fighting. We're going to be talking, by the way, about a number of these things over the next weeks. But let's run with a battle for our mind. Let's have an attitude of spiritual warfare. Let's take hold of what uh, Paul uh, says to the Ephesians in chapter 6 about the battle, uh, the spiritual warfare battle we are. And it starts with what? It starts with knowing who we are. It starts with saying, I've been designed and created in God for relationship with God and that he is my fulfillment in all things. He will give me identity. He will give me significance. He will give me security because he loves me, because he cares for me. And therefore I can walk with him. And so over this uh, term, we're going to be exploring a number of these things which hinder us, which get in the way of walking in our relationship with God or with walking with him. And we're going to be looking particularly at the truth around some of these things. But for now, I want to finish with this. Friends, we have been designed and created to walk with God. Know that. Put it in your heart. Let it go deep into your heart and your mind. I have been designed. I have been made. I have been created. Do what? To walk with God. And in doing so, each of us will find fulfillment with our deepest needs met for identity, for significance, for security, and all those other things. No, that's the truth. That's how we've been made. Let that sink in. So each one of us, let's decide over this term, over this season, let's decide, I want to uh, learn together with my friends. I want to help my friends, each other, to more and more walk with Almighty God because He wants that of us. He loves us. He draws us into His family. Isn't that good? Isn't that great that He's so good? Friends, let's choose to walk with Almighty God. Now, I'd hope we were going to finish with a song, but um, I, I know we're pushing time, so I won't. Um,
Well, what I'd like to invite you to do, please, is to stand and we're going to pray. Earlier, Jason talked about the Father's unconditional love that was available regardless of what we've done. And he used this phrase, are you listening? He felt the Father was saying, are you listening? And I feel the Father would say that again now. Are you listening, my child? I love you. I love you. I've made you for a relationship with me. I've done everything necessary to pull you into a relationship with me. What are you going to do? And it's not just about those who haven't yet found that relationship with him. It's those of us who have allowed our relationship to get tarnished and damaged and even uh, pretty much uh, destroyed. So, hey, there's a time of restoration here. That relationship can be restored. And so I want to invite each and every one of us now just to, between you and God, tell him where you're at and ask him to restore that relationship. And if, if you know your relationship's in a good place, then say, Lord, help me to take steps to walk with you in my life and throughout my life. So let's just do that between you and God now. We're just going to be quiet for a moment or two. Lord, Father, Daddy. Right at this beginning of this year, we want to say, Lord, we want to walk with you. And in walking with you, we want to find that deep sense of identity, that, that sense of significance, that sense of security. And so, Lord, we want to lay at your feet today all those things which are getting in the way, those temptations, those behaviors, our sin, our shame, that wrong thinking about who we are, where we find significance or security or identity, all those other things, Lord, those things you've just been putting your finger on this morning. And we thank you that Every single one of those can be brought to the cross of Christ and can be dealt with there. And so we do. We lay them before you, Lord, and say, please forgive us. We want to repent. We truly want to repent of these things. We want to turn away from them. But Lord, we know that many of them have been part of our lives for many years. So God, give us grace. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Help us to take steps of faith towards you and to journey with you in these days. 
help us, Lord. We can't do it on ourselves, Lord, and we know we've not been made to do it by ourselves. We want to repent even of that attitude, that independence that says, well, I've got to do it my way. We want to do it your way, Lord. So come and cleanse us of our sin. Come and remove the shame. Come and restore us to that perfect relationship with you. And fill us with your Holy Spirit, we ask. That we can walk with you today and each day. Taking steps of obedience. Growing in faith in our relationship with you. We we hand ourselves over to you say, Lord, have mercy on us, please. Thank you, you do. Give us grace for the challenges we face. Give us your Holy Spirit to be our best friend, to be our guide, to walk alongside us. Thank you, Father. You're so good. Amen. Amen. I'm aware we may have picked up all sorts of issues today. Can I just underline if you want help, if you need to talk to somebody, please grab one of us. Uh, folks have been leading the meeting, your life group leaders, your best friends. Talk to people. Don't let shame get in the way. Uh, we've also, though, got an option. If you've got questions you want to ask, this will be coming up every week, this number. Uh, it could be about this week or other weeks. Drop us a message and one of us will get back to you. That's a confidential line. Uh, it's accessible to the elders only. And uh, Right, Jess, I think you're just going to help us finish our meeting. So next week we have Ed Mellish from Mosaic Church in Basingstoke. He'll be coming to speak to us. Um, it's one to look forward to. Um, so that'll be good next week. Um, as Andrew plugged um, during his talk, we do have the Faith in Action Zoom prayer meetings on the Thursday morning. Um, it'd be great to see you there, but if you can't make it, I'd just still encourage you to carve out that time to set your eyes on God for the new year. If you are joining us for the first time this morning, hopefully our welcome team will have noticed and given you a welcome pack. Um, if not, you can find them on the table over there, um, but it'd just be great to get to know you and kind of see who you are. Um, and it, please do go collect your children. <laughs> so we are running a little bit late, so just release our youth workers. That'd be great. Have a good week. <laughs>